down Shadow's Fall. Welcome to a world of mysteries, of conspiracies, of hidden and forgotten knowledge. There's a world more strange, more frightening, and more fascinating than most people ever imagined or dared to contemplate. Your parents, your teachers, never told you the whole story, either out of ignorance or fear. Your politicians may know, but they keep their mouths shut. The door is opening. Throw off your chains and blinders, arm yourselves with the truth, and take a walk along the razor-sharp precipice of the Outer Edge. Alright, you are listening to The Outer Edge. I'm Tim Swartz. With me tonight is my co-host, Mike Mott. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Pretty good, Tim. How are you? Ah, doing great. Now, uh, I'd like to uh, say we've got a little new music that uh, we started just before uh, we came on and under the uh, background of our voices now. And uh, who are we listening to tonight? Well, I think the first one was a song by a group called Bezel out of Texas. There's a Shadow is the name of that tune. And then the one just now playing was called Devil Wind by the same group. And a very talented bunch of hard rock musicians. Uh, Keith Oliver is the guitarist and distant relative of mine. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. And uh, so it's B-E-Z-E-L. If any, anybody out there wants to check it out. Yeah, great, uh, great music. I, uh, I, like that. I like that a lot. So I'm, you know, I'm always happy that we can... Uh, 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 play some new music, some fresh music on yeah, the outer I, edge. I hope I pronounced the, the, the name right. I hope it's, I hope it's, I said bezel, but is it bezel or, or bezel or I'll have to find out. So, but, uh, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's some good stuff. It really is. It's some good hard rocking music and, uh, you know, not a lot of gimmicks to it. It, it is what it is, which is the way <laughs> I think it ought to be. So, right, right. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how was your, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, we had a uh, had a good Thanksgiving. We uh, we actually we went to uh, St. Louis <laughs> of all places uh, for uh, to, uh, to to be with uh, my my sister and her family, and uh, so. Uh, but I mean, uh, everything you know where we were was was quiet. So yeah, I mean, that's no, good. no no problems, you know, because <laughs> you know, it's a day, you know a few days before. Uh, one of the, uh, you know, like, suburbs, is that what you would, uh, yeah, that what yeah, you'd call exactly. it? The, the towns, you know, around suburb, Ferguson, yeah. um, was, uh, having some problems, but, uh, you know, fortunately it didn't, um, it didn't really spill over into, right. uh, you know, uh, really the other, the other areas of, um. of St. Louis and, uh, you know, and I'm sure the, residents of Ferguson are are happy of that because you know that the majority of the people that you saw on the news out there uh burning things down, you know, breaking windows were not people who live in Ferguson. That's right. And the majority they, of them were people who <laughs> are just there to cause trouble. I wonder I heard that some of those people have been there for almost three months. Who's paying for them to stay there? Who's paying to feed them? Who's really Pulling the strings on something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just know that... Uh, you know, who's putting them I, up? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, 
I, that's just it, you know, yeah. uh, because it's like uh, the news reports are saying, you know, like the majority of the people that had been arrested, you know, were not even from that area. Right. Uh, outside agitators. <laughs> yeah, I think some of them are, are professional agitators, or should I say, uh, I don't want to call them indolent because they, they work very hard at, at causing trouble, but I think that's just about the extent of their work ethic. So yeah, you know. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and that's just it. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, uh, there, there's, there's, there's legitimate concerns, sure, uh, being yeah. expressed in that situation. You know, the overly, you know, over militarization of the police and things like right. that. You know, but then you get these uh, outside agitators, and we've seen this before. Right. You know, in in other demonstrations, uh, you know, throughout the world, where uh, uh, outside uh, agitators are brought in. To well, cause the, trouble. Well, you know, it's like they're trying to provoke an extreme reaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I was trying to think, um, uh, it's, uh, what's, it's, all I can think of now is GMO, but that's not it. <laughs> the, uh, um, it, it first took place in Seattle, Washington is where it drew attention to me. And it's been, you know, like maybe 10 years ago or something like that. Uh, but the, it, it's, it's a big international, um, organization that deals with, uh, um, financing and, um, um it's, yeah. it's, it's, all I can think of is GMO, but that's, that's it, not it. it. Then what the G10 or? That could, yeah, yes, 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 the G10, thank you. They had, they had one of their, their, their big, you know, big conferences in Seattle. And all of a sudden, there were people there in Seattle rioting, uh, protesting this group, breaking windows, attacking the cops, uh, uh, burning things. And the, the, the actual protesters that were there were absolutely flabbergasted that this had happened, uh, because these people weren't part of their group as far as, as far as they knew. And it turned out that the, that there were a lot of, um, uh, what's, what's, uh, uh, help me here, Mike, what's the term where, uh, an agitator is brought in and usually the agitator is working, say, like with the police or the FBI yeah. or something yeah. like that. And a, an agent provocateur. That's it, that's it, that's yeah. it, uh, uh, agent provocateur. Yeah. Agent provocateur. Yeah. And, and that, and, and that was like one of the first cases that, that I'd run across recently. Of, uh, agent provocateurs coming in and, uh, you know, causing trouble at, to, to make a group look bad. Right. Uh, and before that, you know, I don't think anybody had ever heard of, uh, you know, the, 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 the G10 conferences. So, yeah. You know, well, you know, the thing is that, uh, there are, it seems like there's always levels and layers. There are mirrors behind mirrors with all these things. I mean, there are so many people that have their own interests, so many groups that have interests in different things, and there are the groups out there that really believe never let any crisis go to go to waste. And if you can fan the flames, even literally, uh, do it because it will help you to, you know, create even more uh, of a statement or or push your agenda or, or whatever the case may be. But you know, when I look at some people like uh, uh, the the young man who who this is supposedly all about. Uh, which I do not believe for a moment that's what it's all about because, you know, I, uh, if they really gave a damn about that young man, 
they wouldn't be raiding uh, barbecue joints and McDonald's and liquor stores and shoe stores. Okay. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. They don't give a damn about that kid. And and then his so-called stepfather, even though he's not really married to his mom, gets up there and starts yelling, "Burn this bitch down! Burn this bitch down!" Well, you know, in my book, that's called incitement to violence. It's called uh, domestic terrorism. It's called incitement to murder. If anybody dies, somebody did die. At least a couple. Somebody people. did die. Yeah. 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 So now, when are we going to see charges against this guy? Because if you or I did that, not being a, a protected class, we would be in big trouble. Period. Um, and, and when you have uh, Al Sharpton getting on national TV for months calling for extremes of action and outrage and fanning the flames to violence and, and rioting and all the rest of it. Why isn't he charged with incitement to violence and causing the riots? Why, does he, why isn't he somehow financially responsible for the damage done to the town? Why, doesn't he, why isn't he arrested for uh, uh, complicity in some way with any deaths that occur? You know, this, this, mm-hmm. this, is, this is very wrong. And, you know, the people, the, the people have seen through this, really. I mean, we look, we, we don't like police brutality, none of us. So we don't like the police state. We're against it. And, you know, on this show, we're very much against it. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, you have to have law and order. You have to have rules. And, you know, you don't just go, just go berserk and, ex- and expect, you know, the grand jury system is a legitimate system. That's what we have in this country. And they made their their determination based on the facts and the forensic evidence. And if you can't figure that out, if you're so dumb that you can't figure that out, then maybe you just need to, I don't know, go to some third world place and live because the rule of law here. That's, that's uh, yeah, how it I, works. I, I don't say I'm not. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not going to say. You know, I'm not going to say that. You know, because you know. <laughs> Uh, look, said uh, before, look, I mean, you know, emo- emotions emotions run high and things like that. But but you know, I mean, that's you know, you don't you don't go and and yeah. you know burn your neighborhood down. Well, uh, because something like that. Yeah. Here's the thing, and and when I say that, I'm also talking about these people coming in from outside, and you know, mm. people say, well, that's you know, that's you talking about black people. Actually, I'm not. There are black people involved. But there are a whole bunch of white people that were down there with their little, their little, look at me, I've got my little anonymous mask on, I'm so cool, running around, you know, shipped in from somewhere, and they're all white folks, and they're out there doing the same stuff, you know, and uh, yep, yep. I, I'm surprised at the restraint of the people of that area when, when they didn't um, take care of that situation themselves. Yeah, well, I mean, and there was, uh, there was, there was one case where this, this woman and her family had just recently opened, like, a, a little, uh, a cake and bakery shop. You know, so this, yeah. this woman had uh, spent years saving money to open this little shop, and, uh, uh, and, I mean, it had only been open for, like, you know, a couple of weeks, and, it got, uh, you know, it, it, it I, I don't think it got burnt down, but I mean, it got, the windows were broken and destroyed yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. And, you I know, I mean, that. you know, yeah, I mean, here, here, this poor woman, I mean, a part exactly. of the community. Exactly. And they go, and they go and they, they do that to her. I mean, I mean, they, they claim, you know, that they've got all these, these, these grievances. 
But who did they hurt? They hurt the black people living in that community. Mm-hmm. The black business owners, the people who have jobs. They may not be the owner, but that's their job. That's where they make their living. Well, gee, let's burn it down, and then these people don't have a way to make a living. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Which, it's it's ridiculous. And which and, yeah, which which know. once again, I mean, just you know, convinces me that I think the majority of the people who were out there doing stuff like that, you know, were outsiders. Just right. you know, just just coming in. Uh, yeah, just, well, just to cause outside. trouble. Just to you know, cause they, trouble. Yeah, they know outside groups were there. There's a certain group that was, you know, that two of their idiots were arrested in a plot to blow up the uh, the St. Louis Arch. And the reason they were arrested was one of them was waiting for his his girlfriend's EBT benefits to to come in before he could, for some reason, go through with the plan. And the slowdown on the delayed EBT apparently uh, thwarted their plot and gave the police time to catch them. So what does that tell you? That tells you there's some people with too much time on their hands and too many resources at their disposal to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you look at the, uh, uh, like you said, the outsiders, well, you got all these guys coming in who are, like I said, white people coming in to cause problems. And then you have, you know, black folks coming in to cause problems who are coming from far, far away at the behest of Reverend Al, no doubt. And, uh, you know, these people are all criminals. They're criminals. They're not, you know, protesting is peaceful. Protesters protest. They don't right. destroy things, attack people, attack people in cars, that, that kind of thing. That's not a protest. That's a mob, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, you know, who knows what will happen out of this. I, I, I think it showed great restraint on the part of the authorities and a great restraint on the part of the uh, the people who actually live in the area to allow what they did allow Um because I have a funny feeling that if this stuff is pushed again throughout, you know, across the country, people aren't going to put up with it. And I'm not just talking about the police. I'm talking about the regular people are not going to put up with it. All so, right. well, I mean, that's our, that's already started. I mean, where, uh, just the other day, uh, it was uh, San Diego. There was a line of protesters across uh, one of the major highways there that stopped traffic. And, uh, 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 you know, there were there there were people. There was there was one guy. I mean, he, he, African American guy. He works three working three jobs. Yeah. Uh, to try to take care of his family. Exactly. And, and you know, I mean, he he gets out, and I mean, he's yelling at these people, saying, you know, you're not helping me. You know, and he, I've got I've got three jobs. You're going to get me fired. I have six kids. You know that I am trying to you know to raise you know as, as decent citizens. And he goes, and who are you helping? You're not helping me any. Yeah. You know, there were there were nurses trying to get to the hospital and stuff. It's like, you know, what point are you trying to make here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, it's getting lost. Yeah, it is. It, it's been lost. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where some of us, you know, we we struggle. We scrap to make a living, you know. We do whatever we have to do and everything. And the idea of... of Hurting the livelihoods of other people mm-hmm. in this way is it, repugnant. It's repugnant. Okay, so that's that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> I'm being really nice by using that language. <laughs> yeah. Yep, so. yep, yep. But anyway, <laughs> it's been an interesting week. That's for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. Now, um, were you you were supposed to be on the uh, um, one of uh, uh, um, PSN show, show. Yeah, yeah, PSN show recently, yeah. uh, weren't you? Uh, did, uh, what happened with that? 
Yeah, let's talk about that. That's interesting because, you know, uh, Tuesday night I was going to be on uh, Skywatchers, and I, I think I'm scheduled to be on this this week instead now. But uh, okay. I was getting ready to do it, and now, now to take it back a few days, um, Friday night and Saturday during the protest in Ferguson, mm-hmm. I was watching a site. There's a site out there. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but anyway – it's a site that tracks cyber threats. Oh, huh. Yeah, and, and it will show you real-time uh, attacks against networks coming from all over the world, and they're color-coded as to where they're coming from and what kind of attack it is. And if you sit there and watch this thing load, before you know it, the, it's like a world globe map or a world map, uh, sort of like a Mercator projection. And as you watch it, it will you'll see these things almost like missiles being launched. And... Over time, you know, like as they start kind of growing, it, it the world just fills up with fireworks as this, as this stuff starts going off. Huh? And you sit there and watch it for five minutes, you'll be amazed. And I was watching this, and the United States, and in particular Missouri, was getting absolutely hammered by attacks from all over the world. Cyber attacks uh, coming from China and Russia, North Korea. Uh, uh, Europe, Eastern Bloc, Western Bloc, France, Spain, uh, Middle East, Australia, just everybody, even Iceland was, wow. was watching these attacks. Not Iceland. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, this is probably the, this so-called anonymous group. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just, it's just people who, like I said, don't, they need a job. They need to worry about, they don't even, they don't really think about what they could do. For instance, when you do something like that and, and you put the net at, at risk, with the society we have today, you're putting lives at risk. Sure. Because the Internet is necessary, you know, to save lives. It's used by medical responders and hospitals and, you know, and, and, all, and, and first responders and stuff. And so when people start doing that kind of stuff, you know, they act like they're activists. No, oh, look at me. I'm a crusader. No, you're not. You're an idiot. Because what you're doing is you're putting other people at risk for your own selfish little uh, feel-good moment. And, you know, they were hammering um, – uh, Ferguson, and it was, and I, I was noticing that all during those two days, that overall internet performance was terrible. So I hmm. had put something out on my Facebook page that said, "Hey, anybody else noticed this?" And people were noticing this everywhere. Well, Tuesday, it, this kept going on, and, and Tuesday, it was exceptionally bad. I was looking at that site, and the cyber attacks were really bad, and and you know it was just about time to do the show, and. Right before the show, Angel contacts me and he said, hey, that, that would be Angel Espino or, or the Jackal, uh, the owner of PSN Radio. And he said, man, I, he says, we, we can't do the show. He says, my internet is so messed up and slowed down. He said, there's no way we can do, you know, do the Skype or, or anything. So we, he, I guess he played a rerun or something and we rescheduled for this week. But I, you know, I went and looked while I was communicating with him and I mean, it was just, Unbelievable! They were the. I mean, you could you could watch the attacks coming in, and then you could see somebody over here responding. It looked like looked like the responses were coming out of Seattle, or that area, and out of uh, the Northeast, and going back to the sites that had sent the original attack. And it was fascinating to watch, but they were mainly again hammering um, the Missouri area, and they were also going after uh, Seattle or the or that region real hard, and. You know, when you when you think about this, okay, I, I was looking at this and I saw people from throughout, you know, like, like the West Coast, also attacking uh, Missouri. 
Mm-hmm. The people in the United States doing that, uh, which just boggles my mind that, that people would be that asinine, you know, to do something like that. Because right. meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, you know, first responders or whoever are being affected by that kind of stupidity. So, you know, they, they had pretty much slowed the web way down on Tuesday night. And, uh, yeah, so we, we didn't do the show. Ha! Huh. That's, uh, uh, that's, that's interesting. I'm, you're gonna have to send me the, uh, URL of that site. Okay, sure will, man. Uh, cause that's, that's, that's fascinating. I did, I, I, I did not even know that they could track that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. That kind oh, yeah. of activity. Wow. Yeah, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's called, uh, Norse something or Viking something. I'd have to find it. Mm-hmm. But I put a bunch of screen snaps on my Facebook page from it, uh, a week ago because, I mean, I, I actually got up, uh, during the, during the middle of the night and, uh, um, at like 2.30 in the morning and made a whole bunch of screen snaps of it because, you know, I was up doing something and I said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to check that out. And I, so for like five minutes, I sat there and just watched this unbelievable attack at two in the morning, um, still going on. It was, it was just crazy. So. Huh. That is, that's, 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 that's amazing that they're able to, to track that kind of stuff now. Yeah. So, yeah it was. It huh. was but, uh, you know, the, the thing about it is that, uh, that's why, we, you know, we talked before on here about how possibly we're, we're too much into, uh, we're too dependent on digital stuff. Mm-hmm. Because something like that could take down our whole civilization now. And, you know, 20 years ago, it wouldn't even have been a problem. Mm-hmm. Actually, I did find the site. The site's called, uh, if you go to, uh, uh, http colon backslash backslash map, M-A-P, dot ipviking.com that's map dot ipviking.com you can watch this uh this stuff unfold live so hmm. that's right now now you can tune and watch them try to take down the outer edge right now <laughs> yeah, exactly. but yeah it's, it's definitely been an interesting an interesting uh week and a half so, hmm. so you plan to uh, uh, to to be back on Skywatchers then uh, this week? Yeah, I believe that's the plan. I believe that's the plan. So I think the second uh, thirty forty minutes I'll be on there, or the last. Mm-hmm. I should say like maybe the last forty minutes. So, and uh, what uh, do you have anything in in particular you're planning on talking about? Uh, not necessarily. You know me. I'll just I'll talk about anything. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm just uh, just a paranormal whore. You know? I'll talk about anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know we haven't even talked about we haven't mentioned one uh, anomalous thing so far. Because, <laughs> but you know, you and I both are into conspiracy stuff anyway. So, in fact, you are Mister Conspiracy Journal. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you know, I mean, a lot of these things, you know, there, I've seen a lot of stuff that could indicate. Some good conspiratorial aspects to this uh, whole Ferguson thing, um, you know. I, you know, I, I, when I was I was listening um, to uh, a live web feed during some of this, and the guy was on the ground there, and he was saying, you know, that uh, he was ex-military, and he said that in special forces, and he said, "There's no way that these buildings, some of these buildings I'm seeing going up, you know, they're such due to the nature of the structure." They're not, there's no way they can go up that fast unless somebody really knew how to do that. And mm. a, a demolition person is what he was saying. Right. Yeah. The that, right, yeah. right places to hit it. Mm. Yeah. There's definitely something, uh, something not right about all that. So, 
<laughs> well, Mike, uh, we're going to uh, go to our break in just a, a minute or so, but I wanted to uh, talk just real quick about our our guest tonight. And uh, his name is Chris Brown. And he is going to be um, our guest uh, to talk about his uh, 2011 uh, UFO experience. And uh, one of my always one of my favorite subjects to uh, uh, talk talk about UFOs. Right. And I mean, here here we have somebody who, um, you know, I don't even think we'll have to ask him, but I don't even think he was really even marginally interested in UFOs before before he had this experience. And I mean, right. he he wasn't the only one. He wasn't alone uh, when he saw this uh, uh, thing. And I mean, he he was left you know, profoundly shaken by his experience and, uh, and felt also that, um, that he was given information, uh, uh, through this encounter. And how often does that happen? I mean, so many times it'll be somebody that's never had this type of experience Mm -hmm. and then they'll have one of these experiences and then they get, you know, just data downloaded to them, just, just fed to them. The question is, how often does it ever come true? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's. Uh, um, uh, well, we'll ask Chris tonight. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, when he, when, he, uh, when we have him on. So, um, why don't we go to our break then? And um, we're going to go out of this segment with a uh, with 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 some more new music. And uh, uh, do you want to tell me uh, who this new music uh, belongs to? Yeah, well, I don't know if it belongs to her, but this is yeah. uh, <laughs> okay. Who's who's the artist? This this is a, a cover of a song by uh, a song called "Lay Low" by a group called Shovels and Rope. But this is actually my daughter Audrey uh, singing and playing the guitar. So enjoy it during the break. We'll be right. All back. All right. Yep, you're listening to the Outer Edge. Coming back, we'll have Chris Brown. So please stay tuned. Yeah. 
team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com. Covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Talk Stream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to The Outer Edge Radio with William Michael Mott and Tim Schwartz. Only on PSN Radio. Welcome back to The Outer Edge. I'm Mike Mott here with Tim Schwartz. Um, since it's November the 30th where I am, probably December the 1st where Tim is. And yes. uh, going out, we were, we were listening to my daughter Audrey actually singing and playing the guitar. And coming back in, we were listening to Bones of My Brother by Bezel, a really cool band out of Texas. And uh, we are very pleased to be joined by our, our guest tonight, um, Chris Brown. Chris, how are you doing, man? Great. How are you guys? Good, good, wonderful. Yeah, uh, really happy to. Yeah, happy to have you on our uh, uh, show tonight. I'm I'm happy to be here too. If uh, I've been looking forward to the show, I hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was interesting. We were just talking about all the the weirdness that went on during the last. Yeah, yes, yes. I've been. I heard, and it's been just uh, craziness. (laughs) Hey, listen. um, If people want to talk to to you tonight, they need to call us at seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. Again, I'll say that one more time, 786-245-8127. But give us a chance to talk to him first. (laughs) 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 And um, 
Yeah, or, yeah. Of course, you can you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Outer Edge Radio, or you can go to psn-radio.com and chat live in our chat room. But we're not usually there, so you know, you can, it's better to call in if you want to if you want to converse seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. But Chris, man, you've had a wild experience. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, well, um, I'm here in uh, Sublimity, Oregon, which is uh, about uh, 15 miles outside of Salem, the capital, about 50 miles outside of Portland. Um, I'm 42. I'm uh, a stay-at-home dad. I'm disabled. I have epilepsy. And um, I, uh, in 2011, kind of jump right in, I'd, I'd, uh, on August 18th, I was out watering my yard. It was mm, about 8 to 50 p.m. and I when I went out to go water my backyard I looked at the the uh clock on the oven and I went out watered it was it was uh you know kind of at that point where it was getting dark kind of uh you know quicker at that point in time it was still light but but really was kind of just staying you know wasn't uh wasn't all the way dark yet so when I went to the back uh, watered my garden for 10 minutes and and Pulled my hose back. I had this long hose to do the front yard, and pulled it back. I had to pull it way out in the yard to get the kinks out of it, and got myself out in the middle of the street. And I pulled it out. I have fields all around me. I'm just in a small town, population of of 2,500 people. I noticed out in the field uh, some blue and red lights. I really didn't. Take it in because it wasn't real, real dark yet, and and yeah. still some cars going by. I kind of thought maybe it was still the outline of the neighborhood right there. Yeah. So I went and uh, I had put a bunch of weed killer on my on my yard that day, and so I was watering the heck out of it, and I was pulled the hose back into the yard and was out there watering for a good twenty minutes. And it pulled back the hose to do the second half because I had to go out in the street again. And when I got my hose in the yard, I can't see out in the field because there's big hedges there. So I, when I pulled it out, it was a little bit later. By about that time, it was, uh, I'd say, 20 after, 9 p.m. Uh, and it was, the sun was going down a lot quicker then. And it was pretty much all, almost all the way dark. Not all the way, but pretty close. And when I pulled the hose out to get, uh, stretch it out again to do the second half of the yard, and I was out in the middle of the road, it just, boom, just caught me, this huge glass dome. Uh, that's, first, that's just the only thing i seen was the glass dome was um, out in wow. the field, straight, um, straight. If you look down, and actually in the MUFON report and in the Open Minds report, and they have kind of the field work showing I'd say a mile from me down, um, there's a big field, and then kind of out in the big field, I don't know how far out, but a ways, there's an outline of trees. And it's private property right there, and so you can't, it's, you know, it's farmer's land. But I guess there's a huge valley behind that row of trees. And I've never been out that way. But it was just, I mean, it was so big. If I had to put the size on that glass dome, uh, oh, my gosh, I'd say a football field. Just the size wow. of that. Yeah, and I was, whoa! I mean, and I could kind of see the lights and stuff around. I mean, I just, I just was just in shock. I was just so much just like, is this even happening, right? And, uh, you know, to answer your question before, I knew nothing about UFOs. I knew uh, to do what I'm doing right right here uh, for four years, well, 
you know, uh, three months, uh, three years and four months ago, five, six months ago, I wouldn't even have told you. No way I'd be here. But uh, no, I just well, was still trying to like, <laughs> okay, is this even happening? But I mean, it, obviously it was there. Uh, I had just moved into my neighborhood. I'd been here, you know, probably a couple years by by that by that time, I guess. But not a long long enough that I really gotten acquainted with the neighbors. And uh, anyway, well, I'd started running to the neighbor's house and I uh, draw because I just threw my hose when I was like, oh my gosh, you know. I threw it into into the street. It was just I think it was just laying in the middle of the street, and the town was so dead. There was nobody there. It was just. I mean, there was just nobody. There's nothing on the streets or anything. So I find myself starting to run to the neighbor's house. I, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what got in me. I don't know what said, Chris, Tom, they aren't going to believe you. What are you doing? And I stopped. I stopped and I go, they're going to think I'm crazy. As crazy as that sounds, uh, you know, when I tell people, they're going, nah, you mean you didn't? Yeah. It's true. I like to say I put the dum dum cap on, and yeah. I was just in a complete just. And so I stopped. I stopped and I went back out over to the, to the to the road. Still no cars, no nothing, and it was still there. And I just was just whoa. And I was, gosh, first even if for there, I was still thinking to myself, is this even happening, right? Hmm. And um, <clears throat> give me. So it was just right at that time as I was. Kind of thought I'd seen it move. That is really, I guess, I really was sitting there almost wondering if it was even happening because it wasn't moving. Right. And until it moved, then I was, whoa. And then I noticed it started to move kind of just a little bit. And then I really kind of, huh? And then that's when I really kind of, I, I just was taken in like, okay, whoa, this is like, I mean, it just, it just didn't seem so, it just didn't seem real, you know? But it was shortly after it moved, uh, I felt this, uh, felt this feeling like, um, like a vibrating feeling, like, um, like if I put like my hand on, well, kind of, yeah. but more like if I put, um, if I put my hand on something that was shaking really super hard and your whole body vibrates. Right, right. And then I got this warm feeling on the bottom of my, what did I say, is my loins area. And, uh, kind of almost like a, like you got that, like that feeling you go down a roller coaster really fast and you get <gasps> kind of the willies. And then everything just looked, um, kind of looked purplish, kind of, kind of, yeah, purplish and just, just for a second. And it was really scary. I mean, I have epilepsy and I've had small seizures and big seizures. And if I go down, it's a scary thing. And, yeah. And I, and it was like that. I was so scared. I said, oh, God, in my head. It was just the first thing that went in my head, you know, was, oh, God, or help me, Mommy, right? <laughs> and yeah. and what, uh, what's that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. And I was so, just going to say, did, mm-hmm. did this, so, so you're saying that this reminded you at first of a, of a seizure. Do, do you have grand mal seizures? I have them both. I have small ones and big ones. I haven't had a big one for a while, but yeah. I do suffer from the small ones. Um, is there a connection ultimately with, with, with me being able to channel this thing in or whatever ended up happening to me? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. So anyway, uh, it was really scary, uh, when I felt like that. I, I, I never felt like that before. I mean, I felt like if I just was just almost like if I hadn't gone, Oh God, 
in my head or gotten real scared, I just would have been, it would took me a board or something, you know? Yeah. But it instantly stopped. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't sit there and just be caught up and like, oh, wow, how did I just feel like so amazed by that itself? Because it was still there and it was happening in front of me. So I, I, then I just kind of, like I say, I kind of, I guess I just shook that off after I got and it stopped. Um, and then I remembered, well, I have my iPod. And I had just gotten this iPod at Christmas time, and really the kids had been messing around with it and hadn't had a chance to even been playing with it myself, and I was still unsure really what to do, what to push. Nevertheless, this happens. So I got my iPod. I'm out there trying to go. I'm shaking like, oh, I'm just, I'm just shaking so hard I can't get my hands. I can't even think straight in the first place, let right. alone my hands are thinking, my hands are shaking so hard. So I, I run down to... To the to the uh, stop sign. There's a stop sign. I'd say, oh, I don't know, 75 uh, feet away, maybe. And and I ran down there, stop, say, well, I'd get a better better look at it, you know, and maybe get a better, yeah. you know. And here's the iPod. It wouldn't have gotten anything, but probably just been dark anyway, you know. And yeah. I, my hands were shaking so hard that uh, I had to put the iPod on the ground and. Uh, Move, holding my one hand to hold my hand in place because it was shaking so hard. Well, I almost missed the whole entire sighting. Couldn't figure that out. So finally, I just stopped. Even tried to kind of try to Wi-Fi my my buddy because at least I I could figure out where that button was. But I was shaking yeah. so hard, you know. Anyway, so I um, went and it was still there, and I just concentrated on it. I mean, gosh, I almost you know missed so much of try and concentrate on that and here anyway so at least i had much mind mindset to do that you know at least try so anyway uh then it, it noticed it moved uh, three times back and forth if i about the first two times about maybe 30 feet from my estimate and then um on the third time it floated east uh toward the mountain and it just kept going and it was like that is when i really i mean the, the glass dome was big enough itself but the the uh, that is really when I seen the outer the outer shape of the whole entire uh, thing, and I mean it was like right. like I talked about when you know when 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 I when you go to Star Wars, you know when I was a little kid, and my parents said you know take me to Star Wars, and the very first thing they show that big ship, yeah. You know, at the very beginning, it keeps going, it keeps going. It was almost like that. That thing was so big, it kept going. After that floated away, I could still see if I had to put a size on that thing. Oh. Boy, I could only put the, the total size on. I could only get compare it to to an air, uh, a aircraft carrier. Really? But to me, it seemed like it was like swamping aircraft carrier. Like it was just so big. If I could have put a mile size on it, I guess to me, I mean, it was just huge. And I just yeah. was whoa. And so <laughs> I ended up going. Is it, is it? Is it? It floated away. And I'm in Oregon. I got trees all around me. So I. I find myself starting to run back to think, well, if I can run back to my driveway to get a better look at it. And it was just as I started to run back, and I was looking up kind of as I was running back, of course. And it was pretty much directly where the where the disc was in the field, right straight above in space. There was this, it looked like a, if you would have thought it was just sitting there, you would have thought it was a star. But it was, it was, shoot shooting in the sky i mean it was hmm. if i had to put my finger on it i mean it was moving fast you know i mean 
good, you know, three or four miles an hour with my finger, you know, it's, I would, I would be moving it and, uh, and in space. And it's right. Like, Whoa. So then I'm going and I'm still in that whole sense of trying to get this dang thing on the, on the video, you know, iPod. So I'm, I'm running back because run back like i say to my to my driveways i'm seeing all that and then uh i lost sight of it and as i was looking around and then all of a sudden i heard uh my dog bark uh he's in the house and he, i was outside also i heard him bark from in the house and i went and i turned around over my right hand corner <coughs> excuse me and then this uh light i couldn't say uh, how many feet up? Probably the, the from the widths of the lights, I would say about fifteen by fifteen feet, maybe if I could judge the size of the light. So it was a smaller craft. Went over the neighborhood. All the dogs barked, bark, 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 bark. He went over um, to the other side of the neighborhood uh, to my other friends uh, to, to my friend's place over there. He had all these other his, his dogs, and there's another field. He's right on the edge of that part of the field. Yeah, uh, they and sat there for a second, and then it got real bright, and then disappeared. And that was uh, that was on the 18th of August. And then it was, I was here by myself. Uh, my wife was was gone. Um, I, I don't know where she was. She was at church or something. I don't know somewhere. And uh, then um, I, uh, it was within five. 15, 10, 15 minutes, she comes home after that. I'm just like, oh, wow, you aren't going to believe me. I'm wailing into her, right, telling her what's happening. Right, she gets home from church, of course, just like what they want to hear. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, here I go. So so I go in there, and, and, you know, and I tell her, oh, wow, you're trying to believe what happened. Oh, wow, wow. So anyway, here is the following days. Uh, I had, uh, the next day, I had went around and walked around the block. I knew I talked to, I, I, I messaged the neighbors over there. I have them on Facebook. I've known them for about 30 years now. And I messaged them on Facebook and, and, and told her, and I went over there and talked to them, and they were gone that night. Uh, he's in a band, and they had band practice, and, and they didn't see anything. And, and then I talked to another couple I, I, I know, and, and then there was just this, uh, just one lady out there who I didn't know, and I and I didn't go up and say, you know, what happened to me. I just kind of hinted around, and no, uh-uh. you know, as much as I could do. And so I, so okay, so I, so I had come back, and it was maybe a following couple of days, and I had the neighbor over. She's my, she's like forty-two, and uh, yeah, she's forty-two also. And so uh, at the time we were thirty-nine. And uh, I was telling her, she's like, oh, wow, Chris, you know, and so she goes home. And, uh, when she goes home, she goes in and tells her daughter, she says, you're going to believe what happened. And her daughter goes, oh, my gosh. And they come over, like, back over, like, five minutes later, and her daughter was 17 at the time. And she's, her friends are, you weren't going to believe it. She said, my friend seen uh, the same craft uh, that night, too, up at the McCoy wow. Mountain. But the same McCoy Mountain is the direction the disc was going. And I was like, oh, wow. She didn't know a lot of detail right then. And I just, you know, it made me feel good for one thing because I thought I wasn't crazy, you know? Well, yeah, it was confirmation. Yeah, it was confirmation. Yeah. And so yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, I was like, oh, wow, that's great, you know? And it's so, uh, you know, she didn't know anything, like say, about that time. And so she'd went home and, uh, so I had been out there for, for uh, every night after my encounter, watering the yard. So this time I had my, my phone or my, my, my camera out there. I had a charge, my nice camera that my dad got me. 
you know, and had it charged, and they're ready, you know, thinking, you know, on my wrist for however many nights I'm out there watering with that running on my wrist, praying for this thing to come down, willing for this thing to come back because I want to get the best video that everybody wants, blah, 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 right? So anyway, uh, you know, here it is on uh, Friday night. That would be the, the 20, 26th, August, 11 days later. We were up late watching movies, and uh, had my wife had had a friend over, and the kids, I let them stay up late because they were watching movies, and it was almost midnight, and I had went out to go water my yard and get my <laughs> my nightly filming in, which is kind of like an every night thing then, but just really, you know, I was watering my yard and take care of my heart too, and the kids, I'd been kind of dragging out there, you know, uh, my oldest boy every now and then, but... Anyway, so I drug them out there, you know, it was almost uh, midnight, so it almost would have been Saturday, midnight. We went out there and started watering, and I had my my camera on my, my uh, wrist again, and, and my son was like, keep, you keep an eye and sky watch for me, and okay, all right, and I'm out there watering for, oh, 10 minutes, and uh, he was kind of wanting to go in, it was late, and I said, all right, so I hurried up and said, well... So it don't look like we're going to see anything tonight, I said. And he was standing up at the, the curb. And so I dropped, uh, walked up to there to the, to the side of the curb next to him and turned off the camera and dropped the hose. I said, well, so it don't look like we're going to see anything tonight. I said, I wish that thing would just come down and show us detail. You know, uh, you know and both of us just, just, all right, as soon as we turned our back, uh, this loud pop, well, it wasn't real loud, but it was uh, um, kind of, and with a, Right flash in front, and we just instantly turned around. We thought, but it didn't come into shape exactly what it was then. Um, my first instinct was is that transformer went out, you know, like it was just con- coincidental, it just went out at that time. Or, you know, it wasn't, I guess, yeah. too far after, after you know, Fourth of July, you know, and be, you know, in a small town where I'm at, yeah, people would be hit shooting off fireworks for three weeks after Fourth of July and three weeks before Fourth of July, you know how it is. And, uh, but it wasn't to, to instantly uh, came into more shape of what it was. And uh, uh, about six feet front of us, this, uh, well, it was, a, it was spinning backwards while it was going forward. It was like a magnetic, like a bubble. It was a fire white, like electricity fire white on the outer rim. It was, wasn't illuminating the whole magnetic bubble around it was not illuminating uh the the bright color that it was that it, that it does when it's up in the air and it was seen to it was going over the road where they tore up and put the cable in um you know, it's probably about a year or two before they they put new fiber optic cable in and it was going over that part you could see it sucking as it was going backwards right. and it was going in sucking power from the obviously right. from the wires from under the road inside of it was all this like golden dust stuff that was floating around i mean it was like a, it, it was like it was like looking into the the, the static tv or or the milky way there was all this and it was real golden bright dust and it was floating around this this I'd put the size on um, uh, a beach ball size yeah. uh, glass sphere. Mm. It was t- to my son and I, it looked like a diamond. He was actually at nine years old, was the first one to say, Dad, that looked like a diamond. And in the middle of this 
fear had this red teardrop. At first, it looked like almost another stone within a stone, uh, you know, a ruby. But it was uh, it was real apparent when it went. It wasn't moving fast. It was moving about the pace of a fast walk. When yeah. it went, it was about six feet from us. I could, I mean, if I would have reached out, uh, Mike, I could, I could put Tim, I could put my hand on it. it you know, wow. sizzle, sizzle in my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, killed me. I'm sure. But anyway, uh, so how, how was, big around? How big around? Do you think it was the whole round circumference of the? The, 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 the magnetic around the sphere was probably, I'd say about five by five feet wow. by five by five feet and all dia- the diameter of that covered right. that was been in the could space you, around the sphere. Could you see through it? Yeah, we could see through it. We could see through the sphere and we could see the red liquid. Like I say, at first it looked like another ruby within the, within the sphere. Yeah. But we could, but when it got behind us, or well, well, it went away from us, and we could see it from behind. Then we could see it was in a teardrop shape. Gosh, I guess it was almost till the next day that we kind of put it together. Like, gosh, it was it was yeah. like some liquid. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, it was uh, it was spinning backwards while it's going for it. Went about twelve feet away from us. It went there and it just sat there and it spun. Like, okay, here, take out your camera, take a picture. Like, or basically, it was just. Gosh, I was just so captivated, just so. I mean, I knew right away what a UFO was. I mean, everyone, you know, UFO. Okay, yeah, but this, this was a whole thing. If you were told me thirty seconds before my encounters, you know, it, it, my after my first one, I may have believed you, but before that one, a sphere, I would have said you're crazy, you're nuts. But you, there's the you know they film one floor of the cuckoo's nest in Salem. Why don't you go check yourself in? But yeah. uh, no. Uh, and it went about 12 feet away from us, and it sat there, it spun, and then it went over the iron plate manhole cover. Uh, it made the same popping noise that it did when it showed up. Some uh, sparks, it just, it just shot off when it, when it went. It made the same popping noise. It's boom, gone. Some sparks rolled off on yeah. the um, iron hole man, manhole cover on the road, and then there's a, there's a um, power line right above the manhole cover, and then there's were some sparks that flew off the side of the transformers is it it just went off and it just was gone we're just so it 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 flew away up into the sky yeah it just was gone just boom gone light speed and then it was almost just within just seconds of it just two three seconds of it leaving if even that the door opens i thought oh my wife was out and here and there's our friend and she was going home and oh my gosh we're just it was just such like, oh, gosh, guys, there, I can't even, I can't remember what, what I even said to her. <laughs> well, was there any smoke of any kind with this? Any kind of vapor? No vapor, no smoke, no heat. Mm-hmm. No heat? No heat. I felt no heat of it, of it all. No heat. So I mean, he, well, it, and there were no effects afterward? You didn't have like any uh, mm-hmm. uh, conjunctivitis or or anything like that? Okay, you're gonna have to get me on the convention. I <laughs> uh, uh, irritated eyes, like for the next mm, couple of days. No, uh-uh, but um, I did have uh, my mouth. I have uh, okay um, fillings, mercury fillings. You know, I had since the '70s. You know, and whatever you know, yeah. I had in there, and they kind of ached, like <laughs> like the next day. Uh, that's interesting too. Mm-hmm. And and um, yeah, and so you know, kind of go on it. Uh, so my wife's friends comes out and we thought, okay, well, first of all, I mean, she thought, you know, she just 
they had seen it or whatever, but she just was leaving. So she just says, just coming on out, just to going on. Okay, guys, you know, thinking we're still out there watering the yard, right? And I said something to her. I just I'm still can't really remember too much I said to her because it was just such a good, it just to happen. It was, right. And so, um, she got in the car and she took off. And then she, as she was taking off, the neighbor girl, uh, who, who her friends had had, uh, had seen the disc the one night was coming home at the same time. And, uh, so she pulled in right as she, and I said, Oh, you aren't going to believe this. What happened? And her and I were talking and she's like, Oh, wow. You know, and, and I, then I was like, you know, I was thinking all oh, this whole thing was already done over. So I said, well, did you have a chance to talk to your friends? And then that's when she said, yeah, you know, I did. I talked to them. They said that they tried to get video and they, they watched it for like 45 minutes and they just got yeah. so scared. They just went home. They just packed up their stuff and camping and went home. They couldn't get no service on their phone when they went to go video it, right? Yeah, that might have been smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, so anyway, then they, I'm just like, wow. And so here we are, we're sitting here talking and my son's not saying anything. And then all of a sudden, the streak, I mean, it was a streak of a disc went right shooting in front of us. And to us, I mean, task it just was a disc. Maybe to a person that wasn't having that encounter, maybe they would have thought it was a shooting star just by a distance. But it wasn't. It was a chunk of a disc. And we all went, whoa, all three of us at the same time. Well, when her and I were talking, my son, who was only nine at the time, wasn't saying anything. Because that disc that went shooting right by the house was... Next door, there was two discs, actually. There was one 40 feet above the neighbor's house. The other neighbors, I got the, on the, on the other side of me. Uh, 40 feet up, 40 feet above their house. It was going really super slow. And then there was another disc, just like it, uh, above it. And it was going a little bit faster. My son said, he said he could see a streak behind it and he could see up and inside of it. And, uh, he drew his pictures and stuff on the MUFON report. And those also had the glass dome on them, but they were just smaller. And, um, and, and he was so captivated. He was, you know, just, he said it was like, he just couldn't say anything. He was like, uh, you know, I mean, you could imagine, you know, being a child. Yeah. And, and so he could only go, whoa, just as it shot off. He couldn't go, dad, 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 trying. He said he, yeah, but, um, so yeah, that, uh, it just shot off and then, uh, well, we just were just like, whoa. And so we went, she went in and I tried, well, first I tried to come in and get my wife, but she was scared and man, she's a religious freak too, guys. So you know, she was yeah. scared. All right. And yeah. so she didn't want to, she didn't want to have anything to do with it. No, no. And so, well, you know, I mean, let's, let's look at that for a minute. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember back in, uh, I'm trying to it was, uh, Genesis 15, uh, Abraham becomes Abraham. He's Abram, and he becomes Abraham because he makes a covenant with God. And let me see if I can find it. Chapter, uh, verse 17. When the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking fire pot, is what it says in this translation, with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces of a sacrifice. Okay. You know, these UFO encounters, these, these aerial objects, these glowing objects are often associated with uh, showing up at night and of course with imparting information and making covenants and you know all these types of things mm-hmm. and sometimes they're negative sometimes they're positive so yeah. it, it, was this almost like a religious type of experience to, oh, in some way? yeah yeah this has been total 
total just every rebirth of, of my my um yeah for sure and yeah. the grid you know I, there's nothing you know my child was born um the day i graduated from high school um those were the days in my life where i could say where those were the biggest days of my life um yeah. up until that and as and as as great as it is for the for for you know to have to be a father and all that for that to happen was uh, truly amazing and okay and, well uh, yeah. it's inter- another interesting thing to look at i mean you volunteered the information that sure. you know that, that that you're epileptic and and historically um many people who have had epilepsy would allegedly communicate with the gods uh communicate with uh um, you know, higher intelligences during the seizure. And, you know, there are types of epileptic seizures. And that, I'm not saying that you didn't see something in it. Those other people didn't because obviously you did. But there are seizures that kind of um, almost almost like a trance-like state. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I know. So, and I do. Yeah. And I and that is the thing is it's really, as I said before, you know, if I wasn't with my boy – yeah. Um, that, 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 I would be, I would be really be barking at it, at a, at a, at a dead horse because, uh, well, you know, not, not in a sense, but, in, but in a way with, because it would have just been me. And right. to have my boy right. to do that when MUFON showed up here, they were just astounded. And to hear it from him and, yeah. and, uh, you know, I knew nothing, like I say, about no glass sphere or whatever. I didn't, heck, I didn't even know what the word sphere even meant, you know? Right. And, uh, and, and so I knew nothing of that and the MUFON, you know, but, uh, you know, I guess this maybe kind of jump around a little bit to kind of get centered on to still got a little bit left to go. Um, well, if, after, they if, if this object communicated with you, I guess what uh, I'm saying is your, your, uh, the ability to enter a, a state like that, yeah. that type of state of consciousness might have made it easier for them to communicate. For it to communicate with you, do you see what I'm saying? I totally agree with that, and that was what I was kind of hinting on earlier. Is is, is with the epilepsy? I believe that ultimately to be able to tune into these uh, on a, on a, on another, uh, if they want to say they want to live on another another dimension, because uh, I have these small seizures that uh, I have small ones and I have big ones. I haven't had a big one in a while, thank God. Yeah, um, but at the small ones, now those will happen more in the morning times or what, but they're really kind of any time. And they might be small, so small enough that uh, I might not really even know that I'm having them. And I might be, I've worked, the, I'm 42 now, I've had these since I was 14 years old, you know, is when they went up. So I really have, it's been a learning process on them and learn how to adjust to it, you know, and. Uh, but I truly believe that. I, I truly believe that, that that there is a connection there, and and um, maybe there was that, yeah. that, that that was there with that epilepsy is is uh, that was able to, to to harness it in and and and, and hone it in. I, I I do feel that. You know, I right. I guess that's all I could I can really guess think to myself. You know, to kind of to kind of reason it out of why it happened is all it right really too so you know that's that's another thing too is maybe my you know we could cater into it by by believing that maybe it just happened to be me i don't know just well maybe it made you more susceptible to uh, uh a certain level of uh communication so yeah. did they communicate did it communicate with you no it, well not 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 directly not not a Okay. You know, I didn't get the, but what it did was, as, as I talked about it before, it showed us, it showed me inside of this thing because, you know, 
<clears throat> like I say, it's like, I really knew nothing about any sphere or UFO or really anything. And when the MUFON uh, guy came over, he, you know, he had to set me down and say, well, Chris, listen, because I, when this has happened, of course, I thought I was the first that seen the, the sphere, right? Or whatever. I, of course, you know, this is all new. And Chris, he had to sit me down and say, Chris, now time out. Now people have been reporting these things and kind of educate me. And yeah. he says, but the, but do you be able to see it and have what happened? Do you be able to see the side of it? It's very, yeah, we have not heard of this one yet, Chris. So, so you, so you, you weren't a UFO nut or you know, interested or anything before I your watched experience, shows. Right? I watched the shows and, 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 you know, huge Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars was everything to me when I was a kid. I mean, that was such a yeah. powerful movie when I was a kid. Uh, you, the parents took me that in 1977. I was just a little guy. I cried at the end of it because it was over. I didn't want to go. I want to go see it again. I think we probably yeah, did go yeah. see it again. You know, yeah, it was just a powerful movie to me. I was a little kid, but, uh, yeah, you know, nothing, nothing in the UFO industry, no knowledge of, of, of anything, of, uh, you know, any of this technology or things that have been talked about or I just was just such a fool. All I could be was the guy that's just, the common man is all I said on Skywatchers. That's why I'm here, getting my story out to the common man. You know, because I just was yeah. flipping the TV, watching the TV on these shows, you know, that go and, and they kind of always kind of hit on and talk about the same things or whatever. And I kind of seem to give a little bit more detail, I guess, to what people have, have seen, you know, at least to this point. I mean, uh, there could be other people, but I, I, that's why I was hoping when I could come out with my encounter that, that maybe other people might say, Hey, you know, we had this happen too. And, you know, well, now, what Chris, when you had your when you had your first uh, uh, sighting, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, did you immediately, you know, like say to yourself, "Wow, that's a UFO," or was it more along the lines of, you know, "Well, what the hell is that?" That was it. <laughs> what the hell was that? What the hell was that? What am I? And that's where I was talked about me running in with the dum dum cap on for a long time with all those thinking. First, is it even happening? And then, and then discovering, yeah, that it's happening. And then, well, then you're caught up in that whole thing of trying to get video. But that was it is, yeah, exactly. You hit on right there. I just knew nothing. Just so, just, uh, you know, and you tell me something about a UFO prehand and I would have, you know, I heard about Bob Lazar, I think years ago, but I didn't hear about all his A to Z whole deal, what all he supposedly knew and, and whatever I, because I, after my encounter, I, I really got on the computer, you know. I mean, God, as YouTubing and all these videos and and things like that. But it was actually, you know, kind of the jump a little bit on, on my encounter. It was, uh, you know, as I say, as I came in, I tried to get my wife, bring her out, and and the, the girl went next door and 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 tried to get it. Well, got her mom. Her mom did come out, but uh, anyway, we kind of were all kind of sat out there for a little bit and kind of got just. Didn't just went back in the house. We're kind of scared, really. And so, um, it was after those two days was was like I say, it's being being a fool. I didn't know where to go. So what do I do? Call the news. Actually, you know what? I think I called the news uh, after the first encounter. <laughs> yeah, it was after the first encounter, as I believe it was. I called the news, and I thought, well, geez, the last thing I'm going to want to do is call the news again and tell them about me. And they're going to really think I'm nuts, right? Do you, so, call it, do you call it newspaper or television station? No, uh, it was the television station. It was just, I just got on the, the phone book and they have channel two, KGW, you know, whatever that's, that's, you know, out of Salem or whatever. I just did what I, I, 
I didn't know where to go. I didn't know MUFON, and and uh, it wasn't until a couple, like the next day, or maybe it was like you know, just like the next day, I found out about MUFON and blah blah how to get a hold of them, and so I contacted them, and then they came out the they came out the next day, and then um, they came from Portland, so they came. Uh, I'd say. Um, I would have been two days after, well, maybe three days total after the encounter, and they came this following morning. This the uh, the state uh, state uh, MUFON director, and then one of the uh, um, field directors lived actually just right up here, right, right, right up, right by where the encounter. Uh, the mountain, McClellan Mountain. So he just was right up here at the time. And so they showed up at my house at 9 o'clock in the morning and and went up there with all their Geiger counters and did what they could do. You know, they didn't go out in the field. I thought they were going to go out in the field, but it's private property. And and which is really weird. They build, they burned the field the next day, by the way, after after the first encounter. After the big disc, they, they burned the field. I kind of thought that was weird at the time, but then I found out they've been doing that every year around that time. So yeah, you do that, that anyway. Yeah. What, what was growing in that field? Um, there's just uh, there's just a big field. I, they just, they just uh, I really don't even know what they're even having. He doesn't, he doesn't grow or anything in there. It's just all just plowed up uh, dirt. I think, uh, and I think he tries to grow some. Some hay or something, but yeah, he has to be growing something, or he wouldn't bother to plow it up. So right. it makes me yeah. wonder what what they were actually doing over there. If there was a resource, some sort of well, resource, you know? Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I, I'm in the fire, the ring of fire. I'm, uh, I'm well. Mount Bachelor is a hundred and probably thirty five, forty miles away from me, and then I got um, the Ma- Mount uh, Adam or or, or, or or sisters, and then I got uh, Mount Hood, and then I got uh, what's the uh, Mount St. Helens, and then yeah, so I got them all around me, and uh, so yeah, you know who knows what's going on around here, and and also Boeing's not far from here too, but you know. Yeah. But Al, uh, do you do you know offhand? Uh, has there been in the past uh, uh, other? Uh, uh, sightings in your general area. I mean, since you've, you know, since you've had your experience and have gotten interested, you know, in the subject, do you do any research to see if, uh, uh, anything like this has happened before in the area? Well, um, years ago, uh, it was probably, I'd say, I'd be 90s, uh, mid to early 90s, just in the same field that's right behind me. Uh, there was a crop circle out there and, in, in like, I don't know, you know, if it ended up being real or whatever, but it was there for quite some time. And, um, that, that, you know, that's all I know just of any weird things, I guess, that's, that, that's happened here or anything that I've heard since. Uh, I haven't seen anything after my encounters, anything weird, had anything happen for, gosh, I've been kind of scared really for the longest time. I don't even want to go out inside in the dark. I'm getting a little better now. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, no, not that that really was the crop circle was kind of the the thing back there, you know, that that um, happened years ago, and I don't know if that was man made or or what. And uh, right, but, uh, it was, you know, after after my encounter uh, on the first encounter with the disc, it was uh, well, probably just ten minutes 
or a little bit less after that encounter, I heard helicopters coming, and and well, it was that's interesting. See. Yeah, and then yeah, that well, that the, the fact that you may have had covert helicopters out there, if you didn't see them but you heard them, then that might indicate something really did happen. Yeah, you know, well, he picked up a radar or whatever. Well, I had a little bit more happen too. Also, uh, my phone. My, for the longest time, um, I'd be on the you know be talking to everybody all the time. You know, of course I still am, yeah. but tell them about it. Do okay on the first side. Eh, first side, I'm going right along. Tell them everything sounds do do hunky dory. Soon as I got on the second siding, phone jacks up yeah. on me, goes out, yeah. and that, that happened for a long time. And then it was um, just within I don't know, probably just within the weeks of my encounter. I was still uh, uh, out there after this second encounter or whatever, and it was, you know, I don't know, probably September, I guess, at that time. And, you know, and uh, I was, but I was still out there. We were having decent weather, and I was, I was doing something out in the yard and then uh, watering, yeah. And and all of a sudden, this, uh, I see the suburban coming down the road, all black, no plates, no nothing, just going down, coming toward me. And so, so the, uh, the MIBs are now driving suburbans. That actually kind of makes sense. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so this, it went by just going normal speed. And then as soon as it got right by my, front of the house where I was out there, it went really super slow, like, like, well, damn near walking speed slow. And I just like, oh, okay, I thought, well, all right, that's weird. For just to go right up, just to go three, four houses down, to turn, just to do a loop, just a U-turn, to come back down, to go down the stop sign and then come back to, down my thing to go fast until I got right by my house again, and then it went slow. Actually, I, I, I kind of was always catching on to it because the phone was messed up at that point in time. I was almost, you know. So, uh, well, I just gave him this crappiest look I could give. I just looked at it right straight in the, in the right looked in the, in the mirror as it went by, and I just looked at him like I was ready just to, you know, yeah. who you. And then it just went. And then could the you phone see was driving it. No, and that was the weird thing. Is I is is you know you got to have those things tinted out you know a certain certain you know uh tin I and mean, they can't be all the way dark you know you get a ticket well not this yeah. one this one was all the way dark and there was no plates or no nothing it was just no really plates. Easy. no plates i didn't see no plates and yes. there's a car dealership too there's a chevy dealership right behind me in this field so i mean i'm used to seeing a uh, uh, a suburban go by cuz the neighbors a mechanic yeah. over there so it's driving home or a test stuff drive Test driving, that's what could he was doing. Could it have been his test drive? No, because the windows were so tinted out, and they were going so slow when they went going fast until they went by that right by my house to go slow, to speed up again just to go around the corner to come back. No, it seemed, it was just all in that moment. It just kind of seemed yeah. fishy, but maybe I, who knows? All well, I can no, say tr- tr- always trust your instincts, man. I do, I do trust my instincts. That was really, that was really fishy. And so I just, you know, like I say, I just gave him just this look. But um, I've really gone through a lot of emotions, guys. You know, um, like I say, I was just a, tears, tears for one thing, crying, upset. Um, why? I don't know. But it really did. It really was a really stressful thing for me right when it first happened. And I was just uh, really was stressed hardcore and um so you know the mufon people really you know investigators really got that they really got that it really hit us hard and and well, well, okay uh, chris uh um 
Let me ask you, why uh, uh, why did it uh, why did it hit you so hard? I mean, why you know uh, why do you think that you were having uh, those kinds of feelings? I mean, after all, I mean, you just you know you saw something unusual. Yeah, I got you know uh, one you know one somewhat far away and another one rather closer. But I mean, you know, you weren't hurt or anything like that. Uh, you know, just you know from your gut, why do you think that you were feeling that way? You know, um, I was on my epilepsy medicine, and my epilepsy medicine, you know, I mean, it can it it's, it's, it messes with my head a little bit, and uh, it could be a little bit of an emotional thing, and uh, maybe that, that had something to do with it. It just was like I was just such a fool. I was just such. You know, I just really can say how much I I didn't know anything, and 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 I was. Just, I don't know. I, it's, I'm still sitting here trying to figure out why I was so upset. You know, Tim, I, I really, I really don't. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. what what I was gonna what I was going to say is, you know, I mean, uh, and you know, you obviously um, uh, don't don't real realize this uh, naturally is that you know. People have, after they have an experience, an unusual experience like this, you know, just a whole range of, uh, um, of emotions. You know, some people will be just absolutely elated. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, almost to the point of just like hysterical laughter. Other people fall into, uh, to a depression that mm-hmm. lasts, uh, you know, that, that lasts for, for weeks and weeks. That's, that was me. That was me. That was, that was a depression thing. And, and, um, yeah, that, that's, I mean, you know, I really was, um, trying to get my, you know, because I was such a fool when I came into this industry and, and a lot of it was, is, is, um, I really didn't have a place to go and place to talk to and, and people and to get this out and to get what my vision of what I seen because for one thing I, that's the whole thing is my vision of seeing right in this whole thing and being able to make a complete description of it and wanting to get that out there and wanting to tell people wanting people to to hear me and and thinking that that everything was all just going to happen just happen and all these people were going to you know because I was such a fool and I just thought that 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 that, that you know that. That everybody would, you know, without really thinking, you know, Chris, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, would be in saying these things and these are credit, you know, these things you have to build credibility and, you know, people come out there and say something like that and then they're gone and then you don't hear and then, and, and you know, people need to see credibility and people, and it took me, you know, a while to, to I guess maybe to get, you know, even to thinking that just by having to get myself out there is to help on that, but, Really, I just like to say when I came to that when this whole thing hit, you know, um, you know, I, I didn't know about the Mufon thing, and then when Mufon came over and they did their report, and well, they almost didn't do it, and they almost backed out because they only did reports here in Oregon and they only concentrated on photos and videos, and they um, really didn't. I didn't have any of that, but I had my vision and all that they see, and so they were kind of caught up and not really knowing what to do and. And uh, so they ended up going, and, and, and they first said, well, I don't know if we're going to be able to do it, Chris. And I just was just broke down. I was really upset, of course, at that time. And he, I think really that's it, because when I was breaking down, the guy is such a sweetheart here. He was breaking down pretty much on the other. And, you know, he really got it. And, yeah. and, um, and, and, and so he said, you know, hey, okay, right? And he called me back the next day, and he said, Chris, we're just going to do a full report. 
and he did a full report and all that and <clears throat> excuse me and um that took uh about two months for him to come out in the report. And then it was shortly after my encounter, there was a UFO festival in U- or a UFO conference at Eugene. Um, and he had went, uh, I, I couldn't, I was in no state of mind to go and try to go there and talk to these people or anything, but, but he had went there uh, to it and he went to go bat for me and, and presented it with, with whoever all was there at the time, but wasn't really, uh, accepted real well on it and i know it's just because it was the fact of the credibility thing and um but uh he ended up well, going uh, and, yeah you know well and, what do you what do you mean by the credibility thing uh, that you know, i don't know uh, maybe i don't know maybe that's all i could think of maybe it was just because it was so many people report things and and you know so many people say different things and people will report something and then that person will go away and they might not come back or you know, and there's just so many different things, that, and it was so fresh that when he, like I say, it was just like two weeks after him and he, after my encounter, he went. I just think that it was just, I just don't know if the timing was, and I wasn't there to see his his experience of where he was there, who he was able to tell and whatever, but when he told me right. he wasn't received real well, and, and um, you know, so, you know, I, uh, you know, I just, uh, that, that I think that was a tough thing. Uh, for him and um because yeah. he he really you know he really was you know being here in the midst of the of it with this and and going through all the emotions with this and everything it was a part of him too and and well, did, um, did they did they they send him out right but did they send anybody else besides him yeah they sent him and then the the uh field investigator one of the one that just lived i was saying just right up here and he had met he had met the mufon director here in the morning and both of them were here and then and then they had came back uh, a couple weeks yeah. later when they did the report, and they came back and got got video or recordings and and with their drawings and and uh, they just kind of had did all what they could do. And but it was a big thing for them, and they were in the midst of it. Uh, they ended up uh, not actually issuing me a case number on my here. I got the report on my new MUFON when it came out and all that, but they forgot to put the case number, and then they didn't. Um, he he forgot to turn it into the uh Mufon monthly journal and so um <laughs> yeah so so that's all that's all now happening now i have a case number and this next uh either this this month which i guess will be you know either this one or the beginning of the year i should be coming out in that and yeah, with Roger Marsh and and i've been working with him and he's uh i don't know if it's going to happen or what but but that uh, hanger one for season three and 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 that's oh, okay uh, cool depending on if that depending on what happens uh if uh you know they can match up with the story or whatever who knows i'm trying not to get look too much into it's hard because yeah i have my goal you know guys and my vision and my picture that i made and so yeah. it's such a big thing for me and and um well, well chris I, did did they find any physical evidence of any kind no, they didn't find any physical evidence, and um, like I say, they couldn't go out to the field. Uh, it's private property. I wish they could have gone out to the field, but they didn't. And um, you know, when I was uh, going on about, I know that thing was using that power from the electric. Uh, uh, you, somehow, I don't know, sucked the power from the electricity on that magnetic bubble around it because um, it wasn't 
we felt no heat, like I said, and we weren't burned. We weren't radiated, uh, chemically burned. We weren't um, anything. And uh, do you mean that? That I know that hasn't been the case to people being these close to these uh, any any UFO craft is if they get underneath it, the burning or, or whatever, and people are severely burned, uh, you know, with with chemicals and radiation. And and I'm going to tell you in the middle of the, that whole deal is was where it gets to the Bob Lazar where he talks about element 115. Uh, what? All I can say is Bob Lazar. For those that want to debunk Bob Lazar, well, how did Bob Lazar know about this stuff? You know, but all I can say is it is all that. It was all what Bob Lazar talked about, and you know, uh, Bill Burns. Uh, but, you know, he but, talked. But, this. but you didn't. But you didn't see any evidence of radiation like Lazar talked about. <sighs> no. Other than maybe and, the effect on your whatever was going on with your your feelings, but I suspect that was that would have been a, um, a, a vibrational thing. Yeah, that's you know, what I think. Yeah, something to do with mm-hmm. the, the, with the initial, like you're talking about the vibration. Yeah, um, whether whether it's sonic or or something else, you know. Mm-hmm. But and uh, that's you know that's to me that's the biggest thing of all. And um, I mean, I did have my boy there. I feel like I like I protected us or something, you know, pretty much. I mean, we're so lucky to, for us not to be injured and something more really bad happen. And and um, but ultimately, this stuff in there, Mike. Uh, and, yeah. and was in the middle of this this clear sphere was the most deadliest looking stuff I've ever put my eyes on. I've never seen anything only deadly like that on TV. And, so when you, um, say, when you say deadly, you got the impression that it was something volatile or oh dangerous in some way? Glowing cherry red. Glowing cherry red. Like just just pure blood and it. I mean, I talk about molting lava. It's like it took molting lava, but you, but it turned it glowing right. cherry red well, and could, put it could in it the middle of been, it. Did it ever occur to you that rather than being, say, a functional part of a of an engine or a, a drive or something, that it was something that you were meant to see? It was, yeah, it was a message. It was, it was symbolic of something. Mm-hmm. I do, yeah, as, I do think that. Huh? So what what do you think it was symbolic of the the glowing red teardrop shape? You know, uh, I well, I think I think of Ezekiel and Ezekiel's vision and Ezekiel's picture is really is the it's almost the same exact thing that I made. If you put those pictures by side by side, you've got yeah. you've got the VC version, uh, you know, and then you've got the yeah. 2011 uh, version right here. And yeah. really, it's that. It's Ezekiel. I mean, Ezekiel, you know, he he described this as a dream. Well, that's probably because he but, thought but, it was but, a dreaming. Yeah, but, you know, right. it really. Now, Ezekiel, it, Ezekiel saw the wheels within wheels and the figures, but you didn't see any figures. I didn't see the figures, but, you know, when that went, the wheel, that's what, that's the big thing is, you know, Ezekiel yeah. wouldn't have said a bubble. Only thing Ezekiel right. could say was a wheel because that's the only thing that's just around. Just a, He wouldn't have so, said a bubble. So, so would you say that this was really kind of like a sphere inside mm-hmm. of a sphere? Well, no, it was a magnetic bubble around the sphere. And okay. then it had so, but, in the but, middle of that sphere with okay. the, was the red liquid. I don't know how the heck you could get that red liquid in the middle of that sphere. To me, that's David Copperfield. That's like putting, well, tennis, that's like putting a soccer ball in a, in, in, I, in a beer bottle. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe there's a type of mercury that's called red mercury. Red, spinning red very, mercury. And that that's, has that, very strange uh, properties. Mm-hmm. Um, 
No, am I right about that? I think I am. I think there is. Yeah, something. you you might uh, know more about the. I just uh, Bill Burns, you know, when uh, him and I talked about the the spinning red mercury um, when I was on his show, and he and he talked about that on Unsealed UFO Files, which was, gosh, guys, it was just that. I mean, it looked just like what they're just saying. So you know, you know, I well, I know nothing about it. I can't even. I can't even probably put change oil in my car. I couldn't even change the oil in my car. I might be able to put oil in it, but you know, I'm just not a mechanical guy. Uh, um, I don't, you know, so so for well, I can only I'll just say to, to to say it looked very deadly and very radiated, and, and that 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 right. spear looked like a diamond to me. And my son too, it did. It looked so diamondish. And if you're going to have anything so right. deadly like that, to well, me, red, that's red, the ultimate red, thing. Well, red mercury is a name. I'm not sure if it's really mercury or not, but it's a yeah. substance that the Russians supposedly came up with that um, can be used to make neutron bombs and things of this nature. It's very, very powerful. But it, that she, that could have been a shield around whatever that was to keep you from being irradiated. Um, but you know what? We need to talk about this when we come back. It's time for us to go to break. Yeah. And so we're going to go to our final break. And uh, we are having a great time here talking to Chris Brown. And we will be right back with The Outer Edge. So stay tuned. to direct this to the distinguished members of the panel. You lousy corksuckers, you have violated my Fargan rights. This Samanambaching country was founded so that the liberties of common patriotic citizens like me could not be taken away by a bunch of Fargan ice holes like yourselves. Thank you very much. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm LeVar Burton, and I'm proud to be a book person. How do I choose a book? Sometimes it's the cover, sometimes it's the title. I guess I'm pretty visual. If a book's really impressing me and the writing is really good, I will peek and see what the last paragraph is. Because the endings of books should rock you. I am a book person. And if you're a book person, too, read to a child and spark a lifetime of ambition. Join me at bookpeopleunite.org because reading is fundamental. A public service announcement brought to you by Reading is Fundamental, Library of Congress, and the Ad Council. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. If you want to get a thrill, if you want to see the sights, jump right in. I got an unidentified flying object, yeah. Let's go for a spin. We're going UFO. We glide across the skies Nobody will believe their eyes Just when they think they've seen us Alright, thank you, Jimmy. And this is Tim Swartz. You are listening to The Outer Edge. With us tonight is our very special guest, Chris Brown. And uh, Chris had uh, two very interesting uh, UFO encounters, and um, I think uh, uh, you know the impression, Chris, that I have from your encounters is that you really have been uh, uh, profoundly changed mm-hmm. by these uh, by these events. Mm-hmm. That uh, uh, I mean, do you think that? Do you think that the way that you are feeling now? Do you think that you were somehow directly influenced by whatever it was that you encountered, or or is this entirely your own emotions taking place, or or maybe a little from column A, a little from column B? What do you Pro- think? Probably a little bit from both, but 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 most of all. It has changed my life. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, one thing that I, I have never had much to, chance to talk to is, is about is, is 
I mean, you know, I'm disabled now because I had my epilepsy, but I haven't been disabled forever. And and growing up, uh, my father, my father owned a bunch of car dealerships, and he never, I never remember him being the salesman or and he owned these dealerships. And uh, then uh, when I got out of uh, school, I worked at Costco and I demoed food there at, at Costco, and I had very good high sales percentage. It was in the blood, you know, and so. Uh, Really, I kind of feel like, and, and then my epilepsy hit, and I had to go into, you know, I had gotten disability, and I couldn't do what I was doing anymore. And, you know, I was very good at selling things and selling it. So here it is. Here's this thing happened to me. And then once I get here, I kind of find myself selling myself again. And so in, in an odd way. And so really when I want to talk about it, truly almost as fate where really the darn thing came down and hit the right person for crying out loud. I mean, I'm a good talker. I can at least talk okay and, and get myself through and, you know, and have that ability to. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it has. It's just changed my life so much. I mean, for my everyday thoughts of never thinking anything to UFO to, well, gosh, if I, if I, if I, if I could wear a groove in the concrete floor right now in my garage and he's pacing the floor back and forth, thinking and thinking and thinking about it, it'd be all the way and it'd be a mile deep. And, you know, it's, it's completely changed my life. Uh, you know, I, I try, it's hard not to go on and go on about it all the time, you know, in my normal life, so I don't because, you know, I don't want to wear my family out and I, and I keep my son away, you know, as much as I can. I, I, he goes on some shows, but, He's a young child, and he's got to live his life, and he's got to do. He can't get caught up in this, and um, but yeah, well, it's changed my life. <laughs> well, what what is it that you want people to know? I mean, what uh, 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 what message is it that that I mean, you, you know, if you if you're standing in front of an audience, and you know, I mean, really, you you basically are you know, yeah, coming on to our sure. coming on our show here. What is it that you want them to know? I mean, what what is your message then? I got a few messages. I guess I want. To know is, 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 the number one message is, is that, uh, is that, um, you know, people, people gonna sit and, and think, well, the government's gonna come out about UFOs. The government's gonna come and talk about, about UFO technology. Well, the government's not gonna talk about UFO technology. The government's talks about other planets and all that, how to get there. But they're not gonna talk about the radiation. They're not gonna talk about the technology that, that, that gets you there. And ultimately, the huge taboo we have in this world, and 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 something that we're dealing with in, in Fukushima, and we're dealing with with that was Chernobyl. And it's a huge taboo, and and uh, you know, it's also you yep. know, it's 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 it's, it's my vision of, of the common man, as I said before. Is, right. Is my here because you know? Yeah. Yeah. If it's a common man, the person you can go to to tell what I happened, the guy across the street, the Joe Blow, whatever, is going to look at you nuts when you go say an orb. First time they're going to say most of them, well, pretty much can decipher what the orb and UFO, the two, but not really. Uh, and yeah. and they're going to look at you like, oh, okay, orba, and then you say glass sphere. You know, these people going to look at you crazy, and it's a common man because the common man can see a UFO and go, yeah, we did see. You know, and here yeah. it's the orbs that are being seen most of the time. It's the orbs are the ones that everybody's pretty much seeing, but yet they're the, almost the most mis- uh, mis- mystery of every of them all, really. And I guess until maybe right. now, I don't know. So, so do you? So think that's that where I'm at. You know, it's, those are my messages. Are, are are you seeing these orbs and these devices as 
probes or entities themselves or containing something with like a consciousness or, or are you, are they multidimensional or interdimensional or are they purely technological or how, how do you see these things? What I see these orbs is, is which basically a probes. Basically, um, what I'm sensing is the orbs because when the, the dew disc went over the house, uh, when my boy went and was able to see up underneath those discs, the lights that he said were look very much like what these orbs were. And when people go and they see these videos and they see these big ships and all of a sudden all these orbs are coming out of it, well, don't think that the orbs are coming out of it. They're probably just flying off of it. And, and, and so I think those are actually part of the engine, uh, that, that fit into little grooves there and, 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 and eventually can, can go off and do maybe their own things. I guess maybe it's kind of what I got to, my, my vision of it is. Yeah. And their ability to be able to a lot more stealthy than, than, than the ship, uh, you know, and being able to be right there. But, you know, when I was on Bill's show on the 27th, the Nancy show of Future Theater and, 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 uh, that was a great show, and but uh, there's the guy on it, and he said he had seen a, a, a being in the sphere. Oh, there's this really, I wasn't there, so I can't say. Just like him in on my encounter, and he wasn't there, so he can't say on mine. But but there was nothing inside that sphere that could live with inside that that sphere, any type of being. Right. And, um, you know, that's that's when I hear stories like that, those sound quirky to me. I mean, I have to say, I mean, to me, mine gets all the way down to. Too biblical and technical and just kind of just yeah. what it is rather than, you know, you get these people, they get these pictures and then you see the picture, you see all these little dots all around, they go, orbs. Uh, you know, there's, well, they, Chris, they need to decipher Chris, that. Chris, have you ever heard of the fifth, the fifth state of matter? Well, I, I, honestly, plasma. I guess no, huh? Plasma. You know, do you know what plasma what? is? Yes, 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 I do. Yeah, yeah. It's a superheated, um, Form of matter, something like uh, it's hard to describe. It's kind of like fire, but it's not really fire. It's it's actually a type of matter, uh-huh. um, highly energized, and that sounds like that's what you saw. It sounds like that the you know even though I said something about the, the so called red mercury, mm-hmm. the um, the the red stuff that you saw sounds almost like some kind of superheated plasma, um, and it would take a really, really powerful electromagnetic field to contain that, probably. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there has to be um, some reason that that you were protected from that because normally, it, if the, if that had got out, it, it, you know, it could just just as, it could have set that whole field on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know. It's, very, it's, it's it, that's what gets me. It's we're just so lucky. I mean, it was because it's like it was like showing us. I mean, it had to because yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had yeah, the other it, like you were somebody wanted you to see that. Yeah, yeah, I and, and why, but, I don't know why either. But you know, um, these my thing of it is 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 uh, is I don't know. You know, they have triangular crafts, and then they have you know all these different kinds, and then they have the crafts that we seen with the dome. Well, to me. It's the triangular craft are the one to me that seemed uh, us. And the big dome craft, the one that looked like a diamond, to me seemed very alien because, for one thing, that is the biggest glass dome that could ever be. I mean, to have that size of a glass dome with Swissonium, I mean, that'd be like world record size. 
And, um, you know, when the thing of it is, is people go and you're always hearing these UFOs being, being seen around nuclear buildings or nuclear facilities. Well, you know, maybe this is my thing is you build the boat on the water, you build the train on the track, you're going to build the radiated UFO right by the radiation. And, and you aren't going to go and you aren't going to build the UFO in the middle of place where it's not next to the, I mean, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right next to the radiation, right next to the chemical plant, so you don't have to move it. You don't have to move it around. What's the best place to build it? Well, it depends. It so, depends. You know, I mean, here's the thing. You're not necessarily going to want to fire it up right there where you're living and right where you're working. Exactly. I mean, you know, you're going to put a system in place. It's just like, you know, if you work at the automobile factory, it's down the it's down the road from where you live. You know, um, um, I don't know. It, it, it seems what you're talking about is a technology that's so advanced yeah. that it could be based on uh, nanotechnology. It could be something that's that's totally alien to us in terms of the level of of, of capability. Sure. So, you know, it could be something that where. Reality itself is altered in some way when when it's when it's being used. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, all I can do is is just say what I saw. Uh, anything else I can take away from that and and talk about is 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 just assumptions and 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 me trying to to to, to get together what I can do to 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 piece it all together. You know and. Uh, but but I do. I, I, I sense that uh, um, you know the that that makes a lot of sense to me though. You know when people are always saying, "Well, I got the UFOs always by the 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 the, the factory," you know, right by the the plant and all that. And I think to myself, "Well, if they're going to build that, then that's that's heavy duty stuff. And if you're going to build the heavy duty stuff, you're going to run your your plane off of that heavy duty stuff. Well, you better build that or your, your UFO. You better build the UFO right by the plant." Because uh, to be carrying that stuff around and moving it around, it's a big thing. And yeah. when I go and I no, see, I, I, I'm just I'm just saying that their yeah. technology is so advanced that so advanced they, sure. they probably don't have to worry about that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, sure, that's just it. Well, they're yeah. beyond that, you know. I, I yeah. always talk about is here we got dealing with this Fukushima and all that. Now, who's to say the government? This isn't the government's master plan to 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 depo- uh, to depopulize everybody. Like they're claiming, you know, world depopulation, and then at the very end, when they want to kill off everybody, they to, 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 then they'll sprinkle their magic dust on top of the stuff, and it'll go away, and all back to normal, and then they'll go on. You know, who knows? Yeah, it's a, it's a. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Chris, uh, Chris, I've got something uh, in, uh, sure. interesting for you. You said that uh, I can't remember was it your your second UFO sighting that you actually. Um, uh, you said you uh, you you felt something in your uh, uh, mercury fillings. Yeah, that was that the second encounter. That was the second encounter. Yeah, second encounter. Okay, well, in 1976, there was a girl in Bolton, England, who uh, she had gone outside of her house and uh, uh, saw a, a UFO. She said it was the size of a small house. Flat on the top with sloping sides and had three legs. She said she felt a terrible pressure on her head and shoulders and an off taste in her mouth. She said that her teeth seemed to vibrate. And the next day, the fillings in her mouth, mercury fillings, came out and crumbled into little tiny pieces. Mm. Well, geez, thank God my mercury fillings didn't do that. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, I think uh, I, I I think it's interesting though. Uh-huh. You know that you uh, uh, you basically were you know saying the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know uh, with uh, uh, with with your experience. I want to ask you though. Now, um, have you had any other unusual things happen to you? You know, in your life before this encounter. And when I say Anything. I don't. I don't mean UFOs. I mean anything. Uh, you know. You ever see? Do you ever see a ghost? Do you ever have? Uh, you know, like a, a psychic experience. Anything that most people would say. Oh well. You know. That's that's unusual. Yeah, I do. This is the one thing I've never said, and uh, um, that was uh, my um, back when uh, my mom had gotten gotten pregnant to. To, to go back, no, I've never had an encounter with a ghost or anything, uh, anything like that uh, prior or ever. But uh, no, when I was a uh, my, my dad and my mom were married, and my dad was a little bit older, quite a bit older actually. My mom and he didn't want no more kids. And my parent, my mom and dad were living in in Idaho, in Ontario. And my mom went to the neighbors, and they had a fertility statue, and they talked about how they got everybody pregnant, you know, by it, right? Well, my mom went and rubbed it, and well, boom, she got pregnant with me. So, <laughs> can, can, can I say? Can I say that's the weirdest thing? Yeah, maybe I don't know. One thing I know is, I know my dad wanted to kill my mom when he found out she rubbed on that statue. But uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I been a well, well, he, well, huh? Chris, he, he, I think what Tim's getting at though is a lot of times when people have a UFO encounter, uh-huh. or even even not, even an encounter, a, a sighting. Even if it's you know more than one person, they'll start having other things happen like poltergeist activity, um, uh, mysterious creatures, uh, dark shapes, visits from weird people, kind of like that vehicle that you saw, and that does well, kind of conform to it. But other things- well, even even be- even before their UFO encounter. You know, uh, they, they will they will have had you know unusual experiences. You That's know, true. a lot of times throughout their life. I always had weird dreams when I was a little kid, just real vivid dreams. Like, like I like I'd always be, uh, I'd always be like dreaming that there'd be like I'd be ahead of, like we'd be doing something and then like we'd be doing it again like the next day. Right. And I always had these yeah real, real, real weird dreams like that. I always. I don't know. Yeah, just being a kid, who knows? But uh, my dreams are more vivid when I was a little kid, of course. But but, but you haven't really seen like uh, any apparitions, or no hairy no, humanoids, no hairy, and, and I'm in Oregon too. So I've never seen a Bigfoot or anything like that. Okay. Um, never. I've never even. Gosh, never even heard anybody that's even seen a Bigfoot. But uh, no, I really haven't. This was the very first of anything odd. I guess you know, uh, back in in oh, it was probably maybe. Uh, 15 years ago or whatever and we went camping uh it was late at night and we were out there with my uh my stepdad and i were sitting out there watching and there's these two lights going in the sky and i was like oh wow but they could they look maybe they were going slow they could have been sat they could have been satellites and that's what he was saying and uh, i don't know if they were satellites or what they could have been but that is the only time those just those two little distinctive thing three things of course with the with the with the uh, crop circle, but those are just the only three things really that I could say would be a real unique thing. Maybe or not unique, but maybe unique in the sense to make I don't know make this happen or to, for this to happen to me. I don't know. I'm still pondering it myself, guys. I sit in here, <laughs> I sit in here saying, "Why me? Why me? Why me?" You know. 
only thing of it is, I can't stop talking, so I guess that's the reason why it's me, huh? It's, it's, that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. It's my ability to talk. It's my ability yeah. to talk and talk. It's, it's just my thing. So that's that worked out well for, for my end, for the everybody end on that end, because at least I can get in here and... But yeah. Well, no, what's 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 been the reaction of uh, uh, you know uh, of your friends? I mean, you know, people that you have known even before this encounter, and now you know they they hear you talk about this stuff. I mean, are they uh, have people been generally supportive of you, or they make fun of you? Or, you know? uh, they've actually been supportive, and you know, this is the where it comes where uh, the people go, gosh, you know, gosh, Chris, it could happen to another to the to the, to the to the perfect guy, really, because a lot of them, you know, just, you know, they, they do, they get it. They, they see it, the detail and me, passion and all what I, they do, they get it. Uh, but, um, yeah, there's still a lot of people that don't know about what happened to me. And, and, um, you know, I'm expected that the people, you say such a cracker, uh, a crackpot thing. The people are going to look at you odd, no matter what. And, but, but really, when I've told all my friends and all that, they've all been, you know, accepting. And, and at the very first, um, you know, when it first happened to me, they're, uh, you know, okay. But you know, they watched me for go through all these things and and you know, do you know all the stuff I've gone through now. And so they're all, they're all believers, you know. But ultimately, uh, well, I talk to it all the time here. Of course, I want them on the radio and. And these chat sites or whatever with the UFO, but when this thing hangs up, no, I'm not talking about it much. You know, I mean, I, this is my this is my release right here. And, you know, I'm talking to myself about it more than I'm doing anything anybody. So it's yeah. When I have, uh, 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 have you talked about it with with your son? I mean, you know, here he is, nine years old, and I'm, you know, I'm sure that yeah, he's twelve he has, now. Yeah, well, uh, at the at the time, I mean, between then and now, um, you know, have you had discussions with him oh, yeah. with, uh, um, you know, like uh, what possibly would have happened? I mean, has he expressed any, you know, any kinds of fears or concerns? Um, you know, being a young boy when this happened, uh, he was a he he really didn't grasp how powerful what have all happened to us until, you know, we kind of had to sit him down, and even still now. You know, he, he, it's, you know, being a child, you know, he's still, uh, you know, it's kind of, I think, in the dark a lot. But, but we do talk about it. We just, we don't talk about it as much. And, and he kind of was, uh, scared too. And, uh, I think he's better now, um, being going out in the dark and being alone. And, and of course, I don't let him go out in the dark alone. Uh, I do a little bit more now, but for the longest time, I would go everywhere with him or he'd go out and, and I would never let him go out and dump the trash at night, or I'd go out and watch him or help him or whatever. But it's gotten better, and and by ultimately by me coming out, guys, and getting myself out there and getting my name and getting whatever all and talking about this is, is a bit therapy for me on that end. And uh, because uh, you know, it really was being a kind of a scary thing going outside in the dark. It kind of still is a little bit going yeah. outside in the dark alone. You know, I. I have a lot of faith, and I and right. and and so I, I I carry that, and and you know as we talked kind of hit on right at the beginning of the show on the faith, and 
And you know, yeah. I tell my, I tell my, I tell my wife, you know, who's who's, who's who's religious and all that. I say, you know, I say, you know, these UFOs, they're never going to come down to to the person that believes they're a demon or believes that they're satanic or believes right. anything like that, because they're going to cater into that person because they need that. They need that to feed uh, them to keep to keep the faith alive, to keep to keep our world going. I mean, uh, uh, I, I, look I, at look at the riots, you know, a little bit of out of controlness, and look where we go. Well, Chris, you'll find that in UFO encounters, they they run the gamut. I mean, you have yeah. some that seem yeah. angelic, you have some that seem demonic, um, and a lot of times it doesn't have anything to do with the beliefs of the people. But later on, they come to realize these things. But you know, it's as if there are factions and and different groups with different agendas to whatever all this is, is that's going on, but. Uh, you know, it's interesting that you say that you kind of, I guess after the encounter, you were having a problem with going out in the dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of makes me wonder if maybe more didn't happen than, than you realize during your encounter. Has it occurred to you that maybe if there is a trance-like state involved in looking at these things, that something happened in between the beginning of your encounter and the end of the encounter that you don't recall? I have uh, the time. I, I, you know, it's one thing. Uh, during all my encounters and me going out there was, I always had my pod with me and I was looking at her and, and I was looking at the, at the time when I went out. So I always had, um, you know, that never many missing time or disappeared or anything like that. Um, yeah. I, I didn't have any of that. And, um, you know, I, um, I, 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 maybe, I mean, for all I know, who knows? I mean, if you could go light speed and do all that, then you can make it to where yeah, I would never even know if I was gone. And, you know, but, uh, I, I looked into year, you know, a couple of years back, maybe into maybe hypnosis and, uh, you know, the dirty progression, just thinking maybe, but, but really, gosh, that, that to me is just a dead, dead okay. thing. So what, because it's money. What do you, well, what do you think? contributes to your trepidation about going out into the dark now um what do you mean in the sense can you want to rephrase that again so it's yeah well, not, what, what make what why are you why have you developed this nervous uh, well it's about the dark uh, you know i've I never i've always done pretty good in the dark uh the, okay. the nervousness uh is really kind of i mean it's still there it comes like sometimes i feel comfortable and then yeah. other times I don't feel as comfortable to going out. Yeah. Like, oh, I feel okay, and I could just go out there. But other times yeah. I don't. I'm still struggling with it. Um, you may, you may, you may yeah. actually be sensing the same type of energy that mm-hmm. you experienced that night. Uh, listen, we're getting yeah. really close to the end of the show. Why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners out here in uh, Internet Radio Land where they can uh, find out more about you and your experience and your Facebook group and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, you can contact, uh, I have a Facebook page, it's the, the Sublimity uh, Close Encounter, and um, you're welcome to follow and like that page, and, and, um, and uh, you know, I, I just go and I have a picture there of, of the image that I made, and, and put all of my radio shows and the, the, the links, the reports and stuff that I've done, and, and um, I'll, you know, i be doing this, and then... Uh, uh, so I'll be going on Mac Mullaney show on the 17th here of this, this next month. And, um, I'll be doing the UFO festival here in, in, in McMinnville, uh, Oregon. And that'll be taking place. I think, I believe in May. And, uh, that's what I have going on the agenda and, 
and um, maybe some other things happening too. And yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. All that sounds right. great. Alrighty, yeah. yeah. I really well, appreciate cool. you having me and 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 having me on. I appreciate it, and and it means a lot. Well, well, thank you very much, Chris. I mean, we appreciate you uh, taking your time for us tonight yeah, to, uh, yep. to come on our show and talk about your experience. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we definitely want you to keep us updated on uh, what's going on, you know, further, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, things that you put up on your uh, Facebook page. Sure. Uh, anything else that happens, you know, just yeah. uh, feel free to uh, contact us and let us know. I will. I will. I'll be the first one to let you know and... And uh, keep you, uh, everybody is in tune to what's going on and where I'm at. And Cool. But, uh, right. yeah. yeah. We appreciate it, man. And, and uh, man, keep keep watching it. Keep watching that's that right. field. Keep watching <laughs> the skies. <yeah. laughs> well, that's the biggest thing is now I find myself not wanting to look at the sky because if I look at the sky, I see something. I'm going to have to go check myself back into the house maybe, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, good guys. Uh, Chris, thank you very much. Uh, Mike, uh, appreciate you, uh, uh, as always, being my co-host. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Glad to be here. And for everyone out there, we always appreciate you listening to The Outer Edge here on the PSN Radio Network. So be sure to tune in again this time next week where we'll have another fascinating guest. So for Mike Mott, I'm Tim Swartz. Our guest tonight was Chris Brown. You have been listening to The Outer Edge. So good night, and we'll see you all again real soon.
bad 